comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yucatan-Maramoth. When the sixth month of the year 2020, now let me ask you, how has the first five months of 2020 been for you? Did you make resolutions this year? And if you did, how did you fare with them? If you're like the vast majority of people, New Year resolutions are made on January 1st. And we break them before the leftover turkey runs out. As you look back to the month of January, February, March, April, May, do you have any regrets? Did you intend to do something that you never got around to? Perhaps you wanted to spend more time with family and friends only to discover that you continued with the same pattern as last year. Maybe you wanted to become more committed at your place of employment, at your place of worship, only to find out that there were too many other things that kept you away. If you're like me, it is easy to look to our past and have regrets. Choices are made. The things we did, the words we spoke, the friends we betrayed, people we let down, and so on. One has to wonder if it is possible to live a life with no regrets. A man whose wife is dying of terminal cancer, knowing that they decided to do what they can to fully enjoy the time they have remaining. So they have made a bucket list of things they want to do and are checking them off one by one. The next is a quick trip to Europe between chemo treatments. What is a bucket list? A bucket list is a list of things a person has done but wants to do before they die. It is called a bucket list because these are things you want to do before you kick the bucket, so to speak. So there is some whimsy to a bucket and a whimsy also to a bucket list. And rarely does a person on their deathbed deeply regret not having visited Rocky Mountain National Park, which is a good thing, in that if your death is imminent, you may not get to see it. For me, I always wanted to take a trip to Timbuktu, but failing to get to doing it will not result in deeply felt regret when I die. But there are things people regret when it comes to the end of life. A number of people have taken the time to compile a list of deathbed regrets. Bonnie Ware is an Australian palliative care nurse who has cared for many patients during the last 12 weeks of their lives. She took the time to record their personal insights and regrets at the end of life and found that there were five 
common recurring theme. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish that I had let myself be happier. At the end of life, we do not want to look back with a list of I wish I had. Greetings, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you to another broadcast, an episode of Gray is also a color on BBS Radio. This broadcast will be talking about regrets. What is your biggest regret? Do you have regrets? How has the regret impacted your life? And Dr. Teresa, you had a merry Most of us have some things in our life that we will change if we could. I have a lot of things in my life, and quite frankly, I wish I could change them. However, I don't have the power to change them. If we could just snap our fingers and change some things about ourselves, most of us will start snapping. I know there are some things in my past that I'm not necessarily very proud of. If only we would have listened to our parents, if only we would have listened to God instead of hanging out with, you know, if only we would not have taken that first drink or puff or whatever, if only we had listened, if only, if only, if only we come to regret many of our decisions, poor choices we made. But as we all know, we cannot change the past. The past is gone, and we can no longer touch it. However, we can change the present. We can change, consequently, the future. Now, when things from the past haunt us, how do we deal with them? Do we deal with them? Do we sweep them under the carpet? How do we deal with them? Do we seek forgiveness and healing? Scripture tells us that God is more than willing and able to forgive us and to take our shame away. When I was a child, and up till very recent, I was haunted by the fear of escalators. My parents, spouse, kids never knew. I really hated to go the shopping malls and get on an elevator or an escalator. It was really frustrating because I didn't know how to overcome it. Now, there are a vast number of concerns of life that can haunt you. Maybe you are haunted by something in your past this day. The issues that haunt you are slowly sucking the joy right out of your life, and you do not know what to do about it. Quite frankly, so many people are haunted by regret. Now, I've used this word, regret, regret, regret. What is regret? Regret is defined as follows. To feel sorry and sad about something previously done or said that now appears wrong, mistaken, or hurtful to others. Regret is used as a polite expressor of grief when making an apology or when you're delivering a piece of bad or unwelcome news. Regret is to feel sadness about something or feel a sense of loss and longing for somebody or something that is no longer there. 
regret is to feel sorry or sad that something has happened. Regret is to be sorry for the loss of which to have again. Now, a short definition of the word regret is an uneasy feeling concerning what has been done. We all have regret for those things done or not done, said or not said, imagined or not realized, even though an average life has over 2.2 billion seconds to live. Lifespan is short, for we truly are here today and gone tomorrow. For the 86,400 seconds of each day, people strive to make the very best decisions so that they might increase their chances of improving their present and future circumstances. Friends, have you ever made a decision you really regretted? If you ask me that question, my answer is a definite yes. Yes, I have made lots of them. Have you ever done something you immediately regretted? Well, I remember things that I had done when I was younger, things that I wish I had never done, and things I wish I could take back. I have said things I wish I have never said that hurt other people. Why? Mankind has always been fascinated with time travel. The popularity of movies and shows like the Back to the Future franchise and Doctor Who are great evidence of a genuine interest. Don't believe me. Bring it up around your friends. And sometimes we typically gravitate to a favorite era in history or particular events in time that intrigue us. But if we really go back in time, would we really choose to visit an era or an event? In 1997, a small magazine found themselves in a bind. They were about to send their next edition to the publisher when they realized they still had space in the magazine that needed to be filled. A friend of the editor decided to take out a few ads to fill the extra, extra space. One of the ads he took out read, wanted in cash. Somebody go back in time with me. This is not a joke. P.O. Box 322, Oxview, California, zip code 93022. You will get paid. After we get back, must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. Of course, it was a big joke. But he ended receiving tons of mail. Some of the people who replied got the joke and responded accordingly. But others took him seriously and really thought he could take them back in time. Wow. Interestingly, the ones who took him serious wanted him to undo the worst mistakes they had ever made. Few, if any, desire to go to a specific era or witness major turning points in history. Nor did people want to revisit a happy moment in their past. Most had made mistakes that they wanted to change, and they thought this ad, as silly as it might seem, could actually offer them an opportunity to undo what they had done. Can you relate to this? 
I can relate to this, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well. We can all relate. Why? Because we all have done things. We have said things. I have. You have. We have done things that we wish we could go back and change. Would you say no to that first cigarette? Would you be a better parent to your children? Would you refuse to click on that horn or choose not to drink and get wasted? One of the responders to the ad wanted to go back in time and stop the hitman she hired to kill her husband. Friends, this is a reality check. You, I, we all have to live with the mistakes we've made. We don't have the power to undo our mistakes. Time machines don't exist and they never will. But the big question is, where do we find hope? Where do we find rest in our regret? Dear friends, what is your biggest regret? Romantic regret? The one who got away? The relative regret? Disagreement or argument that got out of hand? Education regret? Career regret? Financial regret? Parenting regret? Health regret? Failure to become famous, rich, or powerful? You know, let me dwell on this for some minutes. Everyone wants to feel like their life matters. And it sure does matter. Every life matters. It is human nature to strive to become all that one can be. Success or failure is often determined by comparing ourselves to the most successful people that we know. Now, based on worldly standards, the success that is assigned to one's life depends on how much money, how much fame or power one has in comparison to the money, to the same to the power of the people that we know. After all, quite frankly, some the richest, the most famous people of this world, don't they have access to the greatest sources of pleasure? The tropical vacations, the fast, fancy cars, fancy brand name and designer clothes, jewelry and endless vacations. They certainly do sound enticing, don't they? The theology of the world is that the better one's decisions and the greater one's effort to obtain success, the greater one's chances of moving further off. This temporal pleasure chain to become truly successful out of life. Now, who has not heard the standard statement that not America is a land of opportunity? The world tells us that the poorest in this country can become the richest. Sounds problematic and maybe erroneous. The problem with this philosophy is that Better decision and greater effort does not always equate to success. Our human nature is one that often regrets decisions made in the past when faced with trials and tribulations or the possibility of death. We often take time to reflect and take stock as to how well we have succeeded or otherwise failed in life. Friends, don't live your life full of regret. Often, we think the past is tainted by regret 
The present is haunted by regret, and the future is limited by regret. Even people we would never suspect, they find their life overshadowed by regret. We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you back to Gray is also a caller on DBS Radio. We're talking about regrets. What are your regrets? I am Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimore. We all had those moments where we're like, man, I wish I would have done this. And then there is the regret of reaction. That's when somebody has done something to you that you regret. Maybe somebody abused you. Maybe somebody neglected you. Maybe somebody said something. And that's a tough one, you know, because we are regretting what's been done to wrong. So all of these things, are types of regret. But what are we doing? How are we handling it? Ultimately, when we do regret, what's going on inside of you? What are the sort of things that you are dealing with? You probably are saying, what is she doing? Here's what we're doing. We are evaluating the past in light of the present. Every single one of us has done something wrong at some point that we didn't get busted for. And we didn't really regret it. It's when we get busted. It's when we get caught and the consequences show up that all of a sudden we start regretting it. That's why we always tell the younger ones think before you do something. Think about what the consequences might be down the road because when you get here and it's ugly, you're going to start evaluating this in light of this and it's not going to be very good. The problem is this. This is what we do when we regret. But it's not really what we should be doing. What is it we should be doing? Because here is the problem with this. We know stuff here that we didn't know here. And oftentimes, the stuff that we know here, we read back into here. And half the time, it's irrational. I've heard people say, I regret this. And because I did this, this is what happened. At 93 years old, Betty White has walked alongside comedic stars like Mary Tyler Moore. She became one of the most nominated women in Emmy Awards history. And she appeared in everything from things to sitcoms to Saturday Night Live. When she looks back on her life, it's amazing that her biggest regret is more personal and involves the love of her life. Her late husband, Alan Luther. The two married in 1963 and were together for nearly two decades before Luden passed away from stomach cancer in 1981. Now, at 93, do you have any big regrets, she was asked? Yeah, that I wasted a whole year that Alan and I would have had together. Quite says, prior to marrying, she, she rebuffed Luden. She rebuffed his proposal for an entire year 
before agreeing to walk down the aisle. I said, no, I wouldn't marry him. She said, though Betty White now realizes how precious that time was, she's still grateful for the 18 years they did have and spent together as husband and wife. In her words, I wasted a whole year we could have had together, he said. But we made it. We finally did. Betty White regretted that she placed her career over a relationship with her future husband. What would be your greatest regret? I believe the first step to putting your regrets behind you, whether the long is to quit allowing them to attack your mind as a force divide and conquer them. Friends, when regrets come to your mind, I suggest you begin to categorize them. For instance, if the regret is over something that's in your power to resolve, like apologizing to someone or paying back money you've borrowed, take the actions needed to resolve that regret. Don't get me wrong. We all have regrets in our lives. And the reason we all have regrets is because none of us are perfect. We are imperfect beings. We all make mistakes in our lives. And that causes us to have regrets. Friends, you got to do proper evaluation of the past in the light of the present. That's the only one way that we can deal with regret. Unfortunately, you and I have been crafted in a world that's falling. We've seen other people do it. The way we do regret as a general rule is the wrong way, which means there is a right way to do regret and there is a wrong way to do regret. Now let's consider briefly the wrong way. The way that you and I normally do it, which is why we don't get provided, even though maybe time goes on and we're still just dealing with it and then something happens and it's like right back where it was, you know? Maybe you've had a bad relationship or gone through a divorce or had had a bad relationship with your kids, with your parents, or maybe you made some bad financial decisions, or maybe you did something one night that you regret. But the bottom line is you push it away. You push it away. You push it away. And then you sort of deal with it. As time goes by, it's not as bad. And then something happens and it's right back there again. And we all know that feeling. We all know that that's how it works. But that's not the way we are supposed to deal with it. Why? Because regret will always be our number one enemy when it is approached wrongly. In other words, there is a right way to approach it and also a wrong way to approach it. The bottom line is simple, that I absolutely guarantee regret will be an enemy when approached wrong. Dear friend, do you ever feel like your regrets are haunting you like ghosts from your past? I used to allow regret over things. Things I have said, things I have wished, things I have said, things I have done or wish I had done to steal my joy, my peace, my hope. I became so aggravated with these condemning ghosts of regret that I finally decided to figure out how to defeat them. I put up this 
plan for conquering and defeating regrets. Quite frankly, it has been helpful and beneficial. I hope it might help others dealing with this problem. Why don't you grab a pen and a paper? We'll wait. And when we come back, I will give you a list of the things that have been beneficial and helpful to me. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Gray is also a color on DDS Radio. I'm Dr. Teresa, you had a merry more. Now, I clearly know what the word regret meant. I began by looking up the definition, which, according to Webster's Dictionary, is sorrow aroused by circumstances beyond one's control or power to repair an expression of distressing emotion as sorrow. I also noticed that repent is one of the synonyms for the word regret. I suppose this makes sense in one way. It's the same thing to feel regretful and repentant over something you've said or done. Repentance is the power to repair. Repair regrets, guilt, and shame. What a contradiction. If regretting and repenting were synonymous, repenting of something we regretted would be redundant. I believe the first step to putting your regrets behind you where they belong is to quit allowing them to attack your mind as a force, divide and conquer them. When regrets come your mind, begin to categorize them. For instance, if the regret is over, something, and you have the ability or in your power to resolve it, then do it. In the words of C.S. Lewis, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Scripture tells us in Philippians 3, from verses 12 to 13, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Maybe you've hit your rock bottom moment. Maybe you are there right now. If so, I've got good news for you. You know, many times God does his best work in our lives when we are at rock bottom. When you're finally there, you know you've got nothing except what he can give you. And let me tell you, friends, that's the best place to be sometimes. Embrace your rock bottom moment. Realize that while you are at a very low point, possibly the lowest point in your life. Number two thing, perspective changes everything. After all, it's just how you look at things. A man was driving in the country one day and he saw an old man sitting on the fence watching the cars go by stopping to pass the time of the day. The traveler said, I never could stand living out here. You don't see anything. And I'm sure you don't travel like I do. I'm on the go all the time. The old man on the fence looked down at the strange and said, I can't see much difference in what I'm doing and what you're doing. I sit on the fence and watch the cars go by. And you sit in your car and watch the fences go by. It's just the way you look at things. Now, you may choose to look at a glass of water as half full or half 
MP, we're talking about perspectives. Now, forgetting is a mental discipline. Don't forget the lessons learned. Don't live in the past. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. Yesterday is gone. In the words of Buddha, do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Abraham Maslow sums it this way. If the only tool you have is a hammer, you tend to see every problem as a nail. Quite interesting, dear friends. Life will never be fulfilling until you change your perspective. Change your perspective. Let there be a shift. Let there be a change. Everything is not black or white. Gray is also a color. Now, romantic changes. The one who got away, and we tend to think that the grass is greener on the other side when you water it. Then we have the relative and parenting regret when we disagree with our parents or arguments that got out of hand. Some can be mended, but some can. Regrets on how our children living can be debilitating. The truth of it is we are imperfect beings. Our children are imperfect beings and they will make their mistakes. They will make poor decisions. There will be error in judgment. And as parents, we tend to take it personal and think it's something we did or did not do or something that we could have done better. I want to remind us that even the perfect parents had rebellious kids. Make the changes. Now, the education regret, career regret, financial regret, Apparently, the average U.S. citizen can expect to earn roughly 2.5 to $4 million. Health regret. We live in a body worth a trillion dollars, yet we trash it and regret it later. In celebration of Michael Jordan's 50th birthday in 2013, ESPN, the senior writer, Ray Thompson, spent time with N.J. Jordan, who laments, I will give up everything now to go back and play the game of basketball. Jordan laments. When asked how he coped with the devastating fact that he will never be who he was, Jordan said, you don't. You learn to live with it. The man has left the court, but the addiction won't leave the man. In 1904, William Borden, the heir to the Borden Dairy Estate, graduated from a Chicago high school, a millionaire. His parents gave him a trip around the world, travel. And traveling through Asia, the Middle East, and Europe gave boarding a boarding for the world's fortune people. Writing home, he said, I'm going to give my life to prepare for the mission field. When he made his decision, he wrote in the back of his Bible two words, no reserves, turning down high-paying jobs. Offers after graduation from Yale University. He entered two more words in his Bible. No retreat. Completing studies at Princeton Seminary. Borden sailed for China to work with Muslims. Stopping first at Egypt for some preparation. 
While there, he was stricken with cerebral meningitis and died within a month. A waste, you say. In his Bible, underneath the words, no reserve and no retreat, he had written the words, no regret. Dear friend, how is your regret factor? Is your past filled with regret? I urge you, don't live in the past. Stop nursing those regrets. Each and every one of us could fill pages and pages with the mistakes we've made. God wants to write in your life, and it is one called no regrets. Are you willing to make that declaration today with me? No regrets. From this day forward, I will live right. From this day forward, I will seek to live with a clear conscience, a conscience devoid of regrets. No regrets. How do you usually negotiate regrets that we have? Do you try to bury them? Do you attempt to bury your regrets? Or you try to bury your regrets? Have you ever heard the phrase, you have to bury the past? Have you discovered that it's nonsense to try and bury the past? Why? Because it doesn't work. Buried regret don't work. In the words of Sisters of Serenity and Sobriety, beneath your burdensome regret and who you think you are, through the length of past mistakes, there is someone beautiful who wants to emerge. You are not your mistakes, and your mistakes are not you. You are much more than your mistakes. Allow your truth to emerge. Your truth cannot emerge buried under a mountain of guilt and regret. Your past is like a bag of bricks. Set it down and walk away. Quit collecting every painful word, memory, and mistake. Collect hope. Hope is lighter because, dear friends, regret will always be our enemy when we approach it wrongly. Are you approaching your regret wrongly or you are approaching your regret in the right way? What is your biggest regret in life? If it's anything like these random New Yorkers, it has one very important word in it. Students from Spear University, they set up a chalkboard on the sidewalk near Lieutenant Petrosino Square in New York City for one day. At the top of the board was written, write your biggest regret. The provided a supply of colored chalk and set up a video camera to record people writing on the board. The chalkboard attracted many people walking by and was soon filled to overflowing with written regret. And this regret were thought provoking, burning bridges, never speaking of, not being a good husband, should have spent more time with family, staying in my comfort zone, not saying I love you, never applying to medical school, not making the most of every day, not being a better friend. As the board filled up with so many different stories, they noticed that almost all of these regrets had one thing in common. Nearly all of them 
involves the word not. They were about chances not taken. They were about words not spoken. They were about dreams not pursued. But when they gave these same people an eraser and wrote clean slate at the top of the chalkboard, as she erased her regret, one young woman had tears in her eyes as she said, I feel hopeful. It means that there are possibilities. I ask you again, dear friends, how do you deal with life when things don't go as a plan? How do you deal with past mistakes or wrong decisions? How do you deal with them? How do you deal with regret? You know what I'm talking about? Those thoughts that we all have, if only I hadn't said that, if only I hadn't done that, if only I had loved better, if only I was a bit kind, if only, if only, if only the regret. I can't start. I regret not spending more time. I regret the times I have gotten upset or spoken rudely to someone. I regret the times I have not been as understanding of my children. I regret the times I did not show or express my love and admiration for my parents. I regret the times I have not visited or called people who were sick in the hospital. I regret the times I did not prepare as diligently as I should for classes or anything I'm doing. I regret the times I did not hear the unspoken words, the unspoken desires during a conversation. I regret the friendship that fell apart because I didn't write or I didn't call or I was bullheaded. I regret the times I did what was easy instead of what was important. And I also regret the untaken vacation. I regret so many regrets. We all have regrets. Sometimes they are easy to acknowledge. Sometimes they feel impossible to accept. We rationalize them. We blame Today is an opportunity to stop fooling ourselves. Today is pregnant with possibility. The gates of change, of choice, are wide open. You don't need to rationalize. I don't need to rationalize. We don't need to rationalize. We don't need to blame. What do we need to do? The first step is to accept. And resolve. Accepting is hard. I get it, especially today. Why? Because it is so easy and tempting to compare ourselves to others. Consider Facebook, Instagram. Someone might share an article proclaiming the top 10 things every parent must say to their child. And you look and see, huh? Well, I'm not measuring up. Or we see pictures of another family taking their child to the art institute, followed by the symphony, and then closing with an impromptu cooking class. Huh? Well, I downloaded a new educational game today for the iPad. If anyone listening to this podcast, a perfect parent, a perfect spouse, 
Is anyone a perfect brother or sister or son or daughter? The whole idea seems absurd. We make mistakes constantly. We lose our temper. We say something we wish we hadn't said. Or we don't respond strongly enough to a situation that needs our response. We could go on and on and on. Now, to accept our regret, it's not always to condone a choice we made. It is not to pretend we are necessarily right. Rather, it is to accept that the choices we made have made us into the people we are. To accept our regret is to accept ourselves. And this acceptance is the beginning. This acceptance is the first and critical part of change. How do we change? How do we become the person we are meant to be? In addition to acceptance, how do we? Dear friends, I urge you today, quit living in regret. Accept your mistakes and regrets and accept your person. I look forward to reading your feedback and your comments at Dr. Teresa Yukadamerimoth.org. Please visit our website at drtheresayukadamerimoth.com. Follow us on Instagram and like our Facebook page. I've had a blast. Trust you did too. Until when I come your way next time on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am Dr. Teresa Adam Merriman. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Keep listening. Thank you for joining us this week on Gray is Also a Color. Make sure to visit our website at pastorteresa.org and leave an episode comment, rating, or review. Also, check out our books, Journey of Destiny, Power or Perseverance, and 53 Golden Lessons Life Has Taught Me. Books to help you navigate through life's journeys, challenging you to shift your perceptions and emotions and heal past traumas. Also, consider attending our seminars and earn some college credits. And for good health, try our Gilead Unfiltered Raw Honey. It tastes great! Well, we'll see you all next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio Station 1.